0: boys and girls children of all ages you are watching or listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today you are listening or watching the Sports Wire. my name is Vinny Apicella and I am here with you today I've got a big show for you today a big show planned because of the simple fact that there was a lot of wrestling on this week and I watched all of it a little later than normal but I did watch all of it I watched well, I watched the Hulu version of Monday Night Raw, so it did cut out some stuff. Which I probably should, you know, go back and see what I missed on YouTube or you a month when it goes to the WWE Network. Um, or either, even still, I, uh, you know, I'll probably end up watching Monday Night Raw tonight as much as I can until I have to go to work. But the fact is, is that we've got a big show for you today. The other thing, not only is there a lot of wrestling, I also have an interview later on in the show. And the interview is with the ladies of the Firefly Flow Troupe, Fire and LED performers out of Massachusetts. No, not the Firefly Funhouse, but the Firefly Flow Troupe. Because of the simple fact that I'm trying to get people out there. I hope you enjoyed my episode last week with Jessica Jean, the wrestling lady, uh, on Twitter. Uh, that was all audio. She only wanted to do an audio uh, interview. She didn't have the capability for video but this is a video interview so the audience on youtube will get to see the the audio uh will get to see the full video the full interview the audio will get just obviously the audio um unfortunately as you saw at the top of the program we do have some sad news to report uh kamala uh also known as james harris that's his real name uh started out in the business sugar bear harris uh-huh in memphis uh, passed away uh this weekend he was 70 years old uh died from complications of uh not only diabetes but he did contract the covid 19 virus on last wednesday did covid add to the uh fatality but he was told that he only had you know a couple days to live so i have a feeling it was just a combination i don't feel that he died specifically from covid but it was a an added factor, uh, but either way, uh, prayers and thoughts and love go out to his family and friends. There is a GoFundMe out there to help his wife, Emma, uh, help uh, help with the funeral and uh, final costs for Kamala. Um, I did retweet that on my personal page, at the Epicella SWE, because of the simple fact that I want to see them help. Uh, I want to thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, This is a great uh, opportunity. The audience's, uh, the the views and the listens are actually going up. I really like that. We don't have any ads yet uh, through YouTube because, well, you need a 1,000 subscribers to get monetized. I'm only at 25. So please, share and share a like. Come and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notifications button so that you can get everything new up from the sportswire we have added all of our um archived footage archived uh, episodes from starting from October of last year when we started with anchor anchor.fm we have no we're waiting for sponsors there too so if you're a company and you want to sponsor the sportswire definitely let me know email me sportswireaudio at gmail.com uh, again I want to thank you all for listening and watching we're gonna start we're just gonna go right down the line because the simple fact the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna go to Monday Night Raw the flagship the longest-running weekly episodic television show in history and it took a turn this week it took a turn a change Uh, raw was good I I, you know there's so many haters out there There there's so many people that really dislike what the WWE is doing and they're just WWE haters. we know Meltzer we know Alvarez we know that the dirt sheet writers don't like Monday Night Raw they don't like the WWE and they're biased against them we know that however there's so many people on Twitter that just I don't know what it is but the the overwhelming hatred that WWE gets is astounding and it's sad it really is it is sad that there's so much uh, hatred for WWE right now if you don't like it don't watch it and I know people are gonna say well we deserve better we're the fans you're right we deserve better but you know what it is what it is and watch it as a fan instead of a critic nobody first of all Dave Meltzer has set the bar extremely low for critics for you know people to judge what good wrestling is um, if it doesn't happen in the Tokyo Dome if it doesn't happen in Japan if it doesn't happen on AEW if it doesn't happen with the young bucks or Kenny Omega um, then it's not gonna get a good rating um, so just disregard it at any you know what be better okay stop with the hatred anyways Monday Night Raw was great they introduced Shane McMahon came back and introduced raw underground uh, a MMA inspired uh, fight club inspired type deal for the third hour of raw try to boost ratings a bit i dig it i liked it um i like the concept it's different now you know I, I know jim Cornette made mention of well if you're going to put this quote-unquote real fighting on wwe you're kind of killing the sports entertainment the the the, re, the real matches that are on raw that precedes it and why would you go ahead and do that and i and i understand that You know, it's like saying, oh, well, this stuff's real, but that's, we know that sports entertainment, we know that wrestling is fixed. It's not, I wouldn't say fake, but it's definitely predetermined. We've known that for, for eons. This is a new concept, almost reintroducing kayfabe. Uh, Is it legitimate? Is it, you know, is it like, uh, I mean, we're incorporating guys like Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin and MVP, the Hurt Business, into that concept. I've heard rumors that on tonight's Raw, Shayna Baszler might be introduced into uh, f- into Raw Underground as well, which kind of give a good women's aspect to it. Uh, you know, then people were complaining about the strippers and the dancing girls that were there. Give me a break, okay? Um, I know Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa, put out a tweet saying, you know, what are we going backwards by having these girls in skimpy clothes, dress, uh, dancing sexy, and everything like that? Thought... First of all, they're not female wrestlers you know what i mean um they're not uh it's not like they have charlotte or sasha banks up there dancing and stripping and everything these are actual dancers hired to dance it's not like they went out to a strip club and said oh well you look hot, you have big boobs and you're gonna come in and train to be a wrestler like it was in the you know late 90s early 2000s it's not like that anymore um now it's they actually went out and found dancers probably a local strip club that are unemployed because of COVID um, to come in and actually do it. So, I mean, there's that difference. And the other th- and she's like, well, what about men in Speedos and, and stuff, dancing and stuff? First of all, here's the problem with that. Here, here, here's the argument against that. First of all, all wrestling is guys in Speedos or, or guys that are, you know, um, scantily clad, so to speak um gone I mean gone are the days where everybody's in like the tidy whities like Tito Santana or Hulk Hogan or uh Rick Martel but you know for the most part a lot of guys still do wear them but a lot of guys do wear trunks and stuff but most of them are top well, you know have their shirts off anyway so right there the other thing is you don't see the NFL or the NBA having male cheerleaders on their teams for equality um so what's the what's the gripe there anyways i dug it and i really liked having bobby lashley come in there i would love to see for the next three three to four or five weeks have bobby lashley just dominate raw underground uh he's a legitimate fighter he is a an undefeated mma fighter okay he's a you know a legitimate athlete i mean they're all legitimate athletes they're all uh he's a legitimate rest- wrestler from the uh, military and uh he can really dominate in a real fight situation so with that said i would love to see him dominate uh you know for the next few weeks and all of a sudden paul heyman and brock lesnar come in and then we can get lashley and lesnar in a raw underground fight at say Summer's. uh it's gonna be past summer so maybe payback or uh you know whatever else is gonna be hell in a cell which would give new meaning to hell in itself it's a raw underground style match Hmm, think about it that way, uh, but I dug it. I really enjoyed Monday Night Raw and uh, going forward I, I I like what they're doing and you know what I'm, I'm watching it as a fan Okay, and I've been called a WWE apologist and all this. That's not true <laughs> I am NOT a WWE apologist because I don't you know, I mean I enjoy the WWE, but I don't make excuses for them um, I just I, I really like what they do. I'm really liking what they're doing uh, okay, so we're gonna move now from Monday Night Raw. We're gonna go now to the next night, Tuesday, and Impact. Yes, I've been watching Impact Wrestling. I got into it um, after anniversary and I saw gals and Anderson went over there. I saw EC3, EC3, and Eric Young returned. I saw Heath uh, get picked up. So I'm like, let me give it a chance. I haven't watched Impact in a long time. I tried watching it, you know, back when they first got their major TV deal I tried watching it it was alright I mean I watched it for Nash and Hall and you know I liked how Toby Keith was involved uh, then I you know and I, that's where I first saw AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and I and I liked when Kurt Angle went over there uh, but then you know when Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan went in I watched you know for a little while I watched the first couple episodes of the the new Monday Night War you know and it was all right, but I kind of grew out of it, you know. When it, was, when it was TNA, obviously. But then, but this new regime of Impact with Scott damore and Don Callis and Tommy Dreamer has been doing pretty, pretty well. I really I like Jordan Grace. I like Diana Parazo being the new Knockouts champion. Although they should really change it to, although Knockouts does does have a fighting correlation to it. All you know, regardless of whether it's meant for a very sexy woman. You know what I mean? But Regardless, I do, I am liking Impact. I don't like the whole wrestler's house. I don't like the, you know, obviously I do have some critic critiques of uh, of what I enjoy in terms of wrestling, what I don't like in terms of wrestling. I do like the concept of having Eddie Edwards, the t- the Impact champion. I like having him do the open challenge every week. It's awesome. But why is it in the middle of the card? Why is it at the, you know, I mean, okay, you're going to schedule something for the top of the hour so people don't change, but it's your world champion. It should be the main event. Um, I mean, this past week you did have Rich Swan. Rich Swan announces retirement, but then get attacked by Eric Young. Uh, so I can understand why you put that on last. You want that emotional. You want that cliffhanger of what's going to happen next week with Eric Young. Who's going to stand up for Rich Swan? Uh, Moose. Moose fought uh, Heath Slater, or Heath, excuse me, and if Heath won, he would get a contract at impact. Moose is the self-proclaimed TNA world champion. I kind of like the story they're going with. Uh, you know, he kind of brought it back from extinction, and now they technically have two world champions. You know, TNA and Impact. Now, TNA is kind of equivalent to the FTW title that's now in Impact in AEW. Uh, or the million dollar championship that was back in the wwe you know teddy DiBiase's belt but i like where they're going because eventually that story can build well we've got two world champions now moose is going to say he's the rightful champion then eddie edwards is the rightful champion or whoever it may be down the line uh then we could actually have a you know a unification match and moose can really back up the fact oh i may be the uncrowned champion but now i'm going to beat you and be the crowned Champion, uh, so I like where that's going, uh, and and you know what, it may have started earlier, and the reason why Moose took the TNA Championship maybe because he felt slighted from the Impact title picture or whatever. I don't know. I haven't followed it. I'm new. I'm just coming in blindly, so this is what I'm seeing as a new Impact fan, a new Impact Wrestling fan. I DVR it every Tuesday, and I usually watch it by Thursday or Friday, oh, except for this week. I'll get back. I'll get to that in a little bit. But i like what they're doing um i don't like the russell house i don't like the intergender stuff um i know talking with jessica Jean yesterday she you know uh, last week she did say you know she's for it she said we're all trained wrestlers and it doesn't have the connotation because we're of uh domestic abuse because you know we're all uh accepting of it and uh and you know the the they know that they're fighting, and, you know, um, it's consensual, so to speak. Uh, but I still don't like it. I, I, I can't suspend disbelief enough. Like, unless I know your background, I, th- I think that's what the biggest thing is, okay? And there are certain things that go into it uh, when it comes to intergender wrestling. So I'm going to go off on this tangent. Impact, like I said, I like it. I don't like the intergender stuff so much. But see here's where it comes in. Here, here's where I like it, okay. It has to have the believability. Like a girl like Kylie Ray, okay, she's been so supportive of inter- intergender wrestling, okay, and she did some of it on this show during the Wrestle House segments, which I'm not a huge fan of. But because it's just it's corny. But I guess they have to fill some time so it's not all wrestling and tie of and Rosemary in it kind of bring the viewers with their sex appeal even Kylie Ray is quite cute um, and, and Tommy dreamer is hilarious as the so to speak uh, ringleader of it So I guess I'm doing more to say I like it rather than just like it, but it's you know, whatever Intergender wrestling, okay It needs to be it has to have some believability behind it and maybe this is probably because I'm an old-school wrestling fan so i like the believability aspect of wrestling like can it really happen China she was a bodybuilder you know she had that physique where yeah she could beat your ass if you're a guy absolutely Um, karma or awesome Kong sure you know she's a bigger gal she's a bigger girl you know she would squash these 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 model looking girls that were around back then Okay, I get that. Beth Phoenix being in the Men's Rumble, you know, she didn't have that legitimate wrestling background. So I really, you know, but the way they built her, I guess, you know, was, sure, she was a glamazon. She's a bigger, but she wasn't that believable. Neither Rose. Calling out the elephant in the room. She's transgender. She was born a man. So to see her fighting men, okay, I get that. That's believable because she still has that muscle structure and that bone structure of a male. So to see her in a, in a in an intergender match, I get it. Nia Jax, Samoan from the fighting Samoan families. Not to mention she's injured a lot of people, you know. Uh, yeah, I could understand. I could I could get behind that. Um, Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville. You know, backgrounds in martial arts and MMA. Absolutely. Ronda Rousey, same thing. You know, so there needs to be that kind of background. But when it comes to, like, Charlotte Flair, she wasn't a wrestler. She was a volleyball player. Yeah, she grew up in the business. Rook Flair is her father. Wrestling in her blood, she's fantastic. But, no, I can't see her fighting a guy like, you know, uh, I mean, again, again, a lot of the guys are so small nowadays. <laughs> uh but like a king corbin i can't see charlotte versus king corbin to me that wouldn't work sasha banks versus king corbin or sasha banks versus uh uh drew mcintyre wouldn't work not for me brother uh so i it has to have that sense of believability behind it and the other thing is like if you're going to put that on national television how many women are watching that have been abused And I get that everything is consensual and everything is agreed upon here, but you still have that triggering PTSD stuff. And, you know, while wrestling has tried to, wrestling has tried to go the way, you know, to to warn about epileptic seizures and everything, they have to also warn that, you know, we're gonna have intergender matches in this. this, So if you have, you know, uh, some trauma from from past experiences you might not want to watch or maybe you know we're letting you know ahead of time so there needs to be that in my opinion but again I'm a fan I'm an old-school wrestling fan so that's what it is all right Wednesday Night Wars AEW. let's go with them first seeing as they got 900,000 viewers this week biggest news okay that debate between Jericho and Orange Cassidy awesome it did more to put Orange Cassidy over than anything he did since Double or Nothing last year. Um, it showed more of his character. He talked. You know, it showed that he had brains, especially with the, the one about the rising ocean tides. Uh, the, You know, it made a fan out of me. I am now a fan of Orange Cassidy because of that. I couldn't get behind the guy that just... Came in the ring and, and put his hands in his pockets and then lightly tapped you with his kicks and whatever. Because that's garbage. That's just pure garbage. But now that he's got a personality and you can kind of see the personality, that's what gets people over. They should have done that last year. Because there wouldn't be so much hate for Orange Cassidy. Okay? But, I mean, people dig it. Oh, he's over. You know, he gets the ratings. Then people are stupid. Uh, but whatever you like what you like I like what I like I don't like I didn't like Orange Cassidy until this week um, Cody and Matt Cardona taking on uh, two members of the dork order um, that dark order thing has to go I mean it, it really does it's got you know there's what ten people in there some of the guys are just named five nine ten the number you know they're jobbers you know we get it it's but it's Brody lee is there's so much wrong with the dark order gimmick okay there's so much wrong with it it's almost like a a a rib on the wrestling industry where you put all these guys together who uh, who we know are jobbers and you could put masks on them because they're interchangeable and you really don't need to see who they are okay and i get that Brody lee though is not somebody that i could see as a legitimate leader and the reason why dude shave the freaking beard I mean you can't see the facial you can see the eyes of course but it's a different character you're not Luke Harper anymore you're not from the backwoods okay you're not even a trucker like the Brody Lee character was originally now you're the uh exalted one the chosen one the leader of this of this group of this uh you know faction of 10 guys that's growing bigger like the NWO so they better watch it um you know anna Jay somehow joined and nobody knew how or why uh so shave your beard kind of get a new gimm- new a makeover you want to be this mr Brody lee kind of you know rip off of mr mcmahon don't sneeze in front of me pal that's such good shit, pal you know um shave shave that beard off you know get your hair uh styled in a in a regular way. You want long hair fine. You know, wear the ponytail whatever, not a freaking man bun. Uh but shave your freaking face. Shave that beard off. Shave, you know, so that we can see the the facial features. I think that's what the biggest issue is with Brody Lee. And and his voice is too high pitched for who he for for the gimmick he's trying to portray. Like he's got to get some bass in his voice and talk deep. And you get that you know from the diaphragm and say you know what come join the Dark Order you know what I mean if you know it's there's so much wrong with that gimmick I did like how Matt Cardona won the match uh, and he looked great he looked Jack uh, absolutely he looked Jack to the nines so I like what they're going where they're going with that you know Cody took a week off the open challenge except next week he's now being challenged by Scorpio Sky here, here's a new fla- new slash. I want to see Cody, Scorpio Sky beat Cody for the TNT title next week That's what I do. I like Scorpio Sky. I'm really high on him. He should win uh, Also on AEW you had a it started out with a 12-man tag it was uh, the young bucks Omega and page and FTR backs and cash against six other members of the dark order um you know so eight members of the dark order were fighting on this card and two of them so there's 10 members now uh but this is Brody lee uh cole cabana Stu grayson evil uno number five and number nine or number five and number ten and number nine and anna j were up watching while john silver and or silver and his tag team partner uh Winters maybe but uh they were they were the ones that fought Cody and and uh, and Cordona later in the match but you know and then uh Dax gets hurt I like the story they're going with having Adam Page be closer to FTR than the young bucks I really like that because it's setting up that tension between Omega and Page. And, you know, we'll see the tag them lose the tag titles pretty soon. We'll see the breakup of their tag team. And that feud is going to be fantastic. And it got me to thinking, Adam Page has been, you know, uh, compared to a, a, a young uh, Barry Wyndham. What if, if they were to create a new Four Horsemen faction? Okay, because we've been hearing how, you know, they want to do that with Cody and the, you know, as the leader you can't have cody rhodes as the leader of a horseman you know what what should happen here here's here's my thought processes okay mjf okay after his feud with wardlow when they break up like sean and diesel did and he you know he needs to surround himself with some great talent okay because wardlow is going to kick the crap out of him because he's such a bigger guy okay so he goes out and he gets the best you can adam page Just coming off a heel turn and a breakup from Kenny Omega, all right, joins him and says, You know what? I was with the elite for so long, now I'm fighting against them. And FTR, FTR, you know, they're like Tully and Arn were, okay? And then they say, And we've got a surprise for you coming up at whatever the next pay per view would be, okay? So we're challenging the elite. We're challenging Kenny Omega and the young bucks and Cody and Cody has to be there because here's what's going to put it all together. Arn Anderson, the enforcer, the night, the coach of the nightmare family turns on Cody and goes with this new four horsemen faction and you have Arne Anderson play the JJ Dillon role, similar to what he played at the end of WCW in the horsemen uh when he was kind of that the manager when it was Flair, uh, Benoit, McMichael, and malenko Uh you know, so that you know that. So you have MJF, Hangman Page, and FTR as the new four horsemen style flak faction. You can't call them the horsemen because WWE owns the trademark. But and, and aren't there. You could even you could even do Tully, but I like having Tully with Sean Spears, although they haven't been doing much lately. Maybe on Dark, but I don't watch Dark. So that's that's what that is. You know, the I talked about the debate. I talked about the main event. I you know, then you had Moxley and Darby Allen. Uh, Moxley defending the world title against Darby Allen in the main event. Uh, so again, Darby Allen, he kind of reminds me of a young Sean Waltman. You know, one, two, three, kid, kind of mixed with Jeff Hardy, perhaps, but he's gonna do something. He's definitely gonna be something in this business. Uh, uh you know, I don't like the whole, you know, putting your body online. Jeff Hardy did it for years, though, so it'll get over. <clears throat> and I really do like Darby Allen. So I don't think he's a world champion material yet, but he'll get there. He'll, he'll get there. And if you notice, they don't call it a heavyweight championship anymore because nobody's a heavyweight. Brock Lesnar is your only heavyweight. I don't. Maybe Luchasaurus, maybe Wardlow, uh, definitely Brian Cage are the, the definite heavyweights. By the way, speaking of Brian Cage, how awesome has it been having Taz on commentary with JR and Tony Schiavone? AEW for the past two weeks without Excalibur has been so much more watchable because you don't have... Excalibur, you know, with that indie feel of it and yelling, and he's supposed to be the color guy, not play by play. Um, you know, and if I don't hear another TOPE SUICIDA again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> um, but I really, you know, I, I like Taz on commentary. Uh, Matt Hardy called out, uh, Sammy Guevara. You know, Sammy came out from the ring, under the ring, and then, uh, You know, really put a beating down on Matt Hardy. Threw a a plastic chair at him and cut himself. Matt Hardy needed 18 stitches. That was a botch. You know, and then put him through a table. Okay, whatever. Um, Then you had Santana and Ortiz. They they got beat by the best friends at the beginning of the night. or, Or the second match of the night. And then they went out and destroyed Trent's mother's minivan. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, but it is what it is. I, I, and then you know Trent and Chuck Taylor were so pissed off. you're gonna apologize to my mother on speakerphone really <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm laughing about it <laughs> All right let's, let's move on from aew. Let's get on to NXT okay. Because i'm already a half hour in i still got at least a half hour of an interview to go but nxt in my opinion was great i like how they're building up the feud between carrying cross and keith lee uh, i liked keith lee coming out last week with that great interview you know it kind of showed the the, the the dark side of keith lee that, that pissed off giant that's what we need not the i you know and it's like i love how cornet calls him you know professor keith lee because that's how he talks He's. I get it. He's educated. He's smart. He's intelligent. But your gimmick, your character, you know, it doesn't match. It's. It's like, in in, in Avengers Endgame, okay. When you see the Hulk, where where he, you know, the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Or Bruce Banner. Banner. Bruce Banner, was able to integrate the Hulk with Bruce Banner. The Hulk lost something because because, you have this gr- big green guy, the Hulk talking like a an astrophysicist or whatever kind of scientist he was. Uh, you know what I mean? So, you know, you see the Hulk do the time travel stuff and everything, but it doesn't fit right. I mean, I get it for that storyline because they are, you know, one and the same and it's like a Jack, Jekyll and Hyde. I get that. But in terms of Keith Lee, <clears throat> the promos don't match the guy. So, I like Heathley. I really like how he how he's physical he is and how great he is. Um, but he's got to get into that zone that that pissed off giant angry guy zone because that's who he is. Uh, Rhea Ripley uh, facing off with Dakota Kai at the very beginning. Great match. I love them both. Um, Robert Stone's crew is growing with Mercedes Martinez, although she's not necessarily managed. She's just a muscle for Robert Stone. I like where that's going. Um, Just fantastic. Adam Page, I'm sorry, not Adam Page, Adam Cole uh, and Pat McAfee. Uh, McAfee, being a celebrity, obviously he's been involved with the WWE for quite a while as as more of a promo guy and uh, interviewer pre-show type of talker but now he's getting involved and it NXT takeover 30 it's going to be Pat McAfee against Adam Cole uh Adam Cole is a baby face in this you know you, you always look at the celebrities a baby face you know when when it was uh Mr. T You even go back to the very first WrestleMania Mr. T and Hulk Hogan you know against you know they were always baby, the only exception I could probably say would probably be Floyd Mayweather when he faced the big show and the only reason why that is because a lot of people don't like Mayweather was because of all his money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though Big Show was supposed to be the heel, I think Mayweather might have been a bigger heel than the Big Show. Uh, but throughout history, the celebrity, you know, Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam, the celebrity has always been the babyface. Here, Pat McAfee, a legitimate athlete. You know, he's a punter for Hall of Fame worthy, maybe punter for the NFL. Uh, you know, he's been training, he bought a ring, he's been training with Rip Rogers, who's a fantastic trainer. Um, I could really see him getting into this ring and into this business better than like a guy like Steve McMichael. Now, McMichael it was a heel, you know, I mean, he was originally a babyface when he was with Lawrence Taylor's All-Pro team at WrestleMania 11, uh, but then when he You know turned into a horseman he became a full-time wrestler so that's why it's okay that he was the heel he was kind of the exception to the rule now mcafee is he going to be in the in the business for good is this kind of his debut in nxt how do you do that how do you book it? Is adam cole gonna let's say win this match and the whole undisputed era going up to the main roster i don't think that there's room for that right now uh so i don't know we'll see Although I like where it's going and we all know now that the stuff that happened on Pat McAfee's show was a work instead of a shoot. But hey, you know what? Whatever. Where when you're able to say, I don't know if that's fi- I don't know if that's fixed or rigged. I, that might have been real. That's that's the sign. You know, Triple H Shawn Michaels come out to check on Adam Cole. So I really liked where that's going. And last but certainly not least, Friday night SmackDown. On Fox I just watched that this morning Um, I thought it was a good show I I like where they're going with the retribution angle Uh, it's kind of spoofing off the idiots in Antifa and what they're doing in in Seattle and Portland you know and uh, you know lawlessness and and uh, rioting and looting and you know uh, destruction and mayhem and you know damaging private property and defacing stuff and i you know like on raw they came out and they they uh threw molotov cocktails at a transformer or a generator or whatever um you know and and this week they come out at the end of smackdown um to take over the full set kind of like the nexus did although uh with weapons uh but let's see where it goes from here because You know, rumor has it, Vince still doesn't know who's going to be in Retribution. They just have, you know, a group of people in masks right now of NXT people and 205 Live people. There's a couple of girls in there. You know, do you think this is kind of like the people that were... They can't even say the people that were let go in March or April because the majority of them are elsewhere. You know, the only one that really came back was Drake, Drake Maverick. And I doubt he's in that right now. Uh... You know, so going from the past, could we see, could it be CM Punk? I've heard Darren Young, uh, Mark Henry brought that up. Um, you know, could it be AJ Lee? Could it be anybody, you know, that was fired, that, that, you know, that had a grudge against the WWE? We know CM Punk is open to working with the WWE again, as we saw him backstage, even though he was a Fox employee. Um, you know, when the money's right, if the money's there... I mean, he may be the highest ma- highest-paid mask guy coming in, but that's the whole point of putting him in a mask. You know, one of the people sound, sounded at least voice-wise like Xavier, Xavier Woods. So who knows who they are? We don't know. Um, Biggie cut out cut a pretty good promo now, uh, last night or on SmackDown. He really he did he cut out cut a pretty good promo, just saying how it's his turn now and you know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I I, I do see how uh, Booker T has said that he's got to change his gimmick a little bit. You know, the pancakes, the unicorns, the fun flipping and and, and flying and the cartoony stuff that Biggie does isn't going to work. The gimmick, but we'll see. I don't. You know, if Biggie does get a world title push, okay. I don't want to see him as New Day Biggie. I don't want to see him as a joke champion like Kofi was. Kofi Kingston deserved the title, we get that, but his gimmick, his character, the fact that, you know, it changed a little bit, but it's still like he had pancakes behind the belt, you know, like throwing pancakes out. Really? Who does that as a world champion? Who does that? Uh, the Fiend came out to attack Alexa Bliss again. Uh, you know, Braun Strowman was came on the, on the Jumbotron and and said uh i don't care about alexa bliss all i care about is burying you or whatever uh taking you out um so we'll see how that goes pretty good storytelling pretty good storyline I, I really like it i like braun strowman um i like the fiend i like where this is going uh, i like incorporating alexa bliss in the storyline now especially since her and nikki are almost done i think um i see nikki cross branching out on her own as a single uh, let's see. We've also we also had uh, Baron Corbin taking on uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, but earlier in the night, Matt Riddle faced Sheamus. Chad Gable, uh, Shorty G, came out to attack Riddle, as in to try to get the King's bounty that King Corbin put on Matt Riddle, uh, thus causing Sheamus the uh, the match. Riddle won by disqualification, and I liked that storyline was kind of weaved throughout the night. Um, Seamus was pissed, obviously, and he attacked, uh, sure, Sh- uh, Chad Gable, um, after that, because he said, you cost me the match, fella, what are you doing? After, after Gable got beat up by Matt Riddle, uh, he got beat up by Sheamus, um, and then Sheamus kind of confronted Corbin about it, and Corbin said, well, if I didn't have to worry about Jeff Hardy tonight, so that's kind of, like, what happened. <laughs> Corbin faced Jeff Hardy, I believe Matt Riddle came out to, um, Cause the disqualification for Hardy to win, but then Sheamus came out and had a match with, with, uh, Sheamus came out and uh, had a match with Corbin. I like work. I like kind of like Corbin's character. He's, you know, he's the King, which is kind of stupid, but you know what? He, he, he's gone with it. You know, the dog food crap with, with Roman Reigns back last year kind of sucked, really sucked, but or was that earlier this year? is how long this year's been so far? Uh, uh, but I I, I kind of dig it. I do. Um, I'm waiting to see the uh, tri-branded battle royal on SmackDown next week. Winner faces Bailey at SummerSlam for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now what are they gonna do with the tag titles? You know, having the having all the titles on two women just kind of is ridiculous in my opinion. You know, because you could have easily, instead of having the the Raw Women's title on Sasha, you could have easily kept it on Asuka, and you could have easily said, "Oh well, you know what? Bailey, you have to defend your women, your SmackDown title against X, whoever it's going to be, you know." But but you also have to worry about defending your tag titles with Sasha against this other team, you know. Let's say the Iconics, and. What happens if Bailey gets hurt? You know, let's say the SmackDown Women's Title is first on the card, and she gets hurt, so Sasha's got to defend the title by herself. So, you know, but now Sasha is the Raw Women's Championship, so now they're focusing on those titles, and the title titles are back relegated to obscurity. Wow. So that's pretty much what that is. Uh, so enjoy. I I, I enjoyed it. I have to say my best my pick for best show of the week would probably have to go to out of all of them uh this is a tough one because i i would probably have to go with nxt i gotta say nxt is probably my winner this week um again it had its flaws but i really like the angle with with adam cole and pat mcafee So let's see where that goes I in other news um, next week I'll get back to some general hospital news now that GH is back in production and and back uh, showing new episodes today starts the second week of new episodes so I'll get into some GH next week Um, but Sunday uh, this drops Monday August 10th Sunday August 9th I've been Because of uh, Tropical Storm Isaias, I've been so backed up with watching wrestling between power outages and, and, and work and everything. Uh, I have to say that last night I watched Impact, AEW, and NXT back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I will never sub- subject myself to that again. It was just insane. Uh, just too much wrestling. Too much and you know i'm not even getting into ring of honor or mlw so uh or new japan so just a lot all right so this is going to be a very long episode like i said we're already at 43 minutes now uh at least uh 45 minutes now again rest in peace kamala we're going to take you now to my interview with the firefly flow troop um fire and led performers Have a great day, and enjoy the interview. All right, I am here with Allie and Emily, the founders of the Firefly Flow Troop Fire Performers. How are you ladies doing today? We're great. Thanks
1: for asking. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing well. Um, Actually, just had the power go out, so we didn't know if this interview was going to happen today, but uh everything worked out in our favor uh, we're but, glad that it did yeah uh tropical storm Isaiah's i think the name is, is wreaking havoc in this area but <laughs> having weather cancel or postpone your uh shows isn't something that's new to you huh
1: no not really no we actually recently had a gig that um with the led hoops especially because they're pretty expensive um, it was raining, so we're not going to take our props out in the rain and ruin them.
0: I don't blame you one bit. And I, and I assume the water would put out the fire in your fire performances as well. Yeah, <laughs>
1: wet wicks do not light well.
0: Yeah, I, I would assume so. All right, so, um, you do, you ladies do do, uh, fire performances and LED performances. Where did the genesis of that idea come from?
1: Um, well... I would say first we were just friends who hula hooped together a lot. Um, And then we were friends who spun fire and LED hula hoops together a lot Uh, and started to have a couple of opportunities to perform. And then really it took off from there. It was around, it was about 2017, uh, we started as a trio. And then in 2019, due to Uh, popular demand. uh, We ended up having a six-member troop now. Oh, awesome. Yep.
0: That's fantastic. So 2019 you expand, you pretty much double in size. Yep. So how do you decide who gets to go to what gig or how does that, how does that uh, go?
1: Um, it depends a little bit on if there's anything specially requested. For example, we have one girl who's, who breathes fire. Oh, so wow. if that's requested, you know, I, I am not one of the people that can go <laughs> and do that gig. Um, so it's sort of, it depends on what's requested. And uh, then we just really try to do it uh, in a fair way. Okay. All the girls put a lot of work into it. So we try to give everyone equal opportunities to perform.
0: That's fantastic. All, All right. right. So, What got you interested in the LED performing and the fire performing? Now you did mention before the show that all six of you ladies had your own LED hula hoops beforehand. Um, Yep. (laughs) So what got you interested in that?
1: Um, Well, so we've all been interested in flow arts for probably the last like seven to 10 years. Um, Flow arts is prop manipulation combined with dance, combined with meditation um people i don't know so that's like hula hoops poi staff fans fire can you think of any other ones um
2: levitation wand yeah there's all sorts of different props that you can sort of dance with, and it's really just about art and expressing yourself in a different way, so we all kind of had a love for that before we found each other, and sort of developed a friendship, and then our business through through that.
0: That's awesome. I, I You know, and it's, it's funny, uh, well, I actually met you two ladies last weekend, or a couple weekends ago, uh, at a birthday party that you performed at. And yep. I have to say the the performance was fantastic.
1: Oh, thanks so Thank much.
0: You. You're very welcome. And I, I was very uh impressed with the fire eating. Um <laughs> I, I and I noticed you had to take a drink of water afterwards. I I can't assume that tastes very well.
1: Uh no, yeah, I just like to rinse my mouth out at, with water after. It's a good habit to be in. It's a okay. little bit safer you get any of the fuel that may have been left in your mouth out. I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, that, so you guys do kids' birthday parties. What other kinds of uh, gigs do you, do you get uh, requests for?
2: Um, we do all sorts of different gigs. Um, anything from, you know, music festivals or parades. Uh, we've done weddings, adult and kids' birthday parties. Um, and we've actually done some community events. And we actually have a community event coming up um, this coming week as well.
0: Really? Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, so go ahead. we'll be actually performing. Sorry to cut you off.
1: No, <laughs> uh, we'll be performing at the Plymouth Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center. Um, Emily and one of the other girls in the troop work there. Uh, and so it's been really sad and hard on the residents, I not know. being able to see family members. So we're going to hopefully cheer up some days for them.
0: That's awesome. I, I, I really applaud that. I. I uh... Thank you. I know with my grandmother personally being in a nursing home, it's it's tough on them. Uh, it's yeah, absolutely. People, especially with the way the visitation is right now, you have to wear a mask, you have to be six feet apart.
2: Yeah, it's very sad.
0: And with the people, uh, you know, and a lot of the people in nursing homes are hard of hearing, so when you're wearing a mask, it muffles the sound even more.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't
0: read your lips either. Right, exactly. Um, how has the pandemic affected your your business? Was there were there times where you had to postpone everything and kind of take some time off, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. At the very so we actually had a really really busy twenty twenty planned. Yeah, it was
2: going to be our um, busiest season yet. We were really taking off. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then of course when COVID hit,
1: all of the fest, like festivals and sort of like the bigger, bigger events, events obviously canceled. Yeah, canceled or postponed. Which who knows when at this point that's going to be postponed until. Um, And then we did have a couple of private parties that we had booked ahead of time during COVID, Mm -hmm. um, but they were further out. So we sort of uh, worked with the clients and said that we were going to see how COVID went and then touch base at a later date. Um, We sort of stopped doing much of anything and really didn't get together uh, for a couple of months there. Uh, We did a lot of actually online stuff. We did a couple of, challenges and tutorials and had the girls sort of get involved with online things as opposed to, um, getting together in person.
0: That's really interesting how, I mean, I, I guess it's just pretty much setting up your webcam and or your phone and doing your, your routine online. But I mean, how much of a big, how big of an area do you need? Are, is it something that you could do indoors or do you have to be out? I mean, obviously the I fire mean, has to week- be out.
1: We stopped with fire spinning because you do need a safety. So unless you were quarantining with someone, you really can't safely spin fire by yourself. You always need to have a safety present. Um,
0: Emily was holding the blanket. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. All right. So that <laughs> Which is what I figured, but now to hear it directly from you, it makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so um, I don't know. We just sort of – we didn't so much do routine, routines. We like to get people involved in sort of creative aspects. So we did a, what was called the don't rush challenge. You can find it on our Instagram, which is firefly underscore flow underscore true. Um, and that's pretty fun. It was like a, a challenge that originally was a makeup challenge. It was past the brush. It mm-hmm. got adopted by flow arts. So that was pretty fun. So we just tried to keep people involved and still having a good time with flow arts but in a socially distanced and safe way
0: that is that's awesome i uh i wish i had known earlier now i'm not not me personally i'm not on instagram or facebook i'm more on twitter um do you guys i mean obviously you just mentioned you had the instagram how big of a following have you grown from your use of social media
2: um we have uh probably about Twelve, maybe eleven to twelve thousand followers. Twelve thousand. I mean, twelve hundred. I'm sorry, <laughs> twelve hundred. <1200. laughs> um, yeah, we don't have that um as much of a following as um. Yeah, we're a pretty new troop. Yeah, we're very new. Honest. Yeah, um, <laughs> we have more followers on our personal accounts than yeah. the troop account. Um, but we're working um pretty pretty diligently to build up more of a following and put out, um, more regular content. It has been hard through COVID like Allie said, but, um, you know, as things are sort of lightening up and we're getting more gigs and doing more community events, um, we're having more videos and more pictures to share with our followers and fans and stuff like that.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, that's fantastic. And one of my goals to bring you, bring you on the podcast is to get your, uh, Business out there, your troop out there, get it promoted. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Um, I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people. It's something different, you know, because especially the kids' birthday party, you could have clowns, you could have magicians, but a fire performance or an LED performance—that's something thinking out of the box.
1: Yeah, Uh, we actually do all sorts of different things too. Um, You know, we—you saw the fire dancing, you saw the eating, you didn't see the breathing. We actually do different acts as well. We have fire swords um, that we use in some performances as well. Um, and then we also do choreographed LED dances with hula hoops. And then we also have LED ISIS wings, um, which are super cool and super fun to play with. Uh, and we're hoping to get other LED props soon as well. Okay. Um, the other things we've done too, which have been really, really fun, have been like we did the parade for the town for Carnival Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and our float actually won, so that was really fun. It was Game awesome. of Thrones themed. Um, Emily was Khaleesi. <laughs> I was a dragon. That was originally was they wanted really fun. Yeah, it was really really fun. Um, yeah, so it was it's great. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Uh, so you guys are centered out of Massachusetts. Yeah. So, um, how far is your reach in terms of uh, where you're where you're able to go for gigs on a reasonable day?
2: Um,
1: we mostly stay in Massachusetts, but we do get requests in neighboring states as well. Okay. It's been a little different with COVID, you know, but.
2: I'd say typically we travel at most up to about two hours to a gig.
0: Okay. Well, that's, that's great. Um, so going forward into the future, do you plan, I know you, I know, uh, Allie, you said that you're looking to buy more props and stuff. What oh, are, yeah. What kind of other kind of props are there? I mean, I this is the first experience of, you know, any kind of fire performing. So what other kinds of props are there? Because I was impressed with some of them that you already had.
1: Well, there's fire poi. There's fire swords, like we mentioned. Um, there are hollow eating torches, which are a little bit different than the eating torches that we have. They're kind of one step up. Okay. Um, There are
2: fire crowns, um, so sort of like a big queen's crown, but with flames coming off of it. Um, There are fire belts, fire belts, and big wings, big fire wings. Um, Yeah, I mean, you you dream it; they can make it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, do you have a like? Do you have a company that you specifically go through to buy the props, or is it whatever you can find?
2: Um. Um, it really depends on the props. Yeah. Some props are like the swords. Those are sort of a specialty prop, okay. um, which we ordered from a company based out of Russia. Um, okay. But mostly, um, you know, we try to shop within the United States. We try to support small businesses. Yeah. Um, we do have one particular company that we like to buy our hula hoop wicks from. But um, we sort of just look into um, the quality and the, typically quality reviews. And the yep. reviews from our peers and see what, what is the best deal. And I guess we do typically tend to buy Mood Hoops in all honesty because yeah. they have really good customer service. Mood Hoops and Synergy Flow Arts yep. are two of our main companies that we use. And that's more for the hula hoops though. The The, flow, the fire props really differ mm. per prop. Per prop, yeah. yeah it really okay. depends.
1: And we try to kind of buy the highest quality ones as well. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. I would I would definitely agree with that. Um,
0: so what are some of the oddest gigs you had to do um, that you got requested for? <laughs> Ooh,
2: the music video. <laughs> oh, totally. So um, um, we were requested for... Um, music video, and um, the music video is actually being released tonight, so we haven't even seen one it of yet. them. One of
1: them is being, one released, of them is being tonight. released tonight. We haven't seen um, any of them. And yet. this was
2: months ago. This was this like pre COVID, COVID yep. pre-COVID, so it's been a long time. But um, you know, we showed up with the um, thought that we would be hula hooping sort of in the background. Yes, they requested Um, several themed outfits um, for different
1: music videos, to which we assumed we would be hula hooping in the music videos. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, We used the hula hoops for about 35 seconds. And then we ended up doing all sorts of things, including... Playing in their band. Playing their instruments. Playing their instruments. I was the drummer. I was a guitarist. (laughs) Um, we sang a very interesting song. Yep. Um We did. We sang in their music video. We had to sing in the music video. Yeah. um, We put on cat masks. (laughs) We put on cat masks and ran around as cat. We did that, Um, yeah. And that's just to name a few things. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that was probably our artist gig request it we've ever fun, had, but it was it, very it, fun, and we yeah, enjoyed it very, very so very much. Fun. We always um, have a good time, and we got to keep the cat masks, we so that to, was the best part. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well,
0: that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> wow, so you've you've done quite a bit then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's great. So, how did? Uh, you said that you know in you guys doubled got you guys have six uh performers now in your troop mm-hmm. um, did were you all friends beforehand or were, were you kind of just coming together out of mutual interest or how did how did that happen
2: um so like we said Ali and i have been friends for a long time mm-hmm. um and so we kind of just sort of picked up New friends along the way, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was, at, it was through the regional burn gig that yeah. we ended up
1: picking up such a good core group for the troop. Yeah,
2: we had a gig last summer um, for a regional burn um, local on the south shore of Massachusetts. So they
1: built this huge structure, and then we did this we were the fire troop. Yeah, for we it. did like
2: a ceremonial um, choreographed fire performance with all six of us. Um, so we need, the point of it is is that that we needed more girls. So we kind of, you know, looked into our community and who we had for friends that we knew did it, um, and And had mutual interest in performing. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of pulled the troop together for that. And, um, after that, the group really just kind of took off and started getting busier. So it just sort of formulated from that. Yeah. It just made sense to keep the other girls on as
1: for the remainder of the troop.
0: That's great. Um, how about now? You guys, you did mention, you know, needing to have somebody there as a safety, holding some kind of a blanket in case a mishap goes on.
1: That yes,
0: to happen. Have you ever had to use it? Like, um, I mean, anything that happened like that.
1: So you use it anyway, typically to extinguish props. Like, if, for I example, if someone's new to a prop, or they get a little bit tired, or they just want to put the prop out. Uh, you can easily extinguish the prop with the fire safety blanket. So we've never had any huge catastrophe. No. Um, But you always have someone there just because, you know. Just to
2: be safe. Just to be safe. Better safe than sorry. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, we've never had any huge mishaps or anything. We've never had to use
1: our insurance either.
2: So
0: that's great. (laughs) I can imagine insurance must be outrageous for something like that.
2: It's not too bad. Okay. It's not too bad. And um, we like to look at it that as long as we're, you know, fulfilling gigs, that sort of pays for itself in the end. Yeah, so. oh, of
0: course. Absolutely. Uh, so what do your family and friends think? Like the people that are, you know, that you're close to in your life? How, mm-hmm. how have they uh, been, have they been supportive of this? Or <laughs> have they kind of been like, oh my God, you're going to set yourself on fire one day?
2: Um, A little bit of both, I would say. I think at first, a lot of, what are you doing? You're crazy. I don't support this. I got a call at 8.30 in the
1: morning once from my grandmother who goes, Alexandra, I just saw you eating fire on the internet. What's this about? And I got a a lecture for about 25 minutes about (laughs) it. (laughs) Then she ends going, just don't tell me about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to (laughs) know. I okay. think then after
2: we started to get um, some, you know, a little bit bigger of gigs and they started seeing that we're being paid and um, we're, you and know, we're professional. And we're about professional, it. we're trained, we're insured. Um, more support started coming. And once they've seen it a couple times in real yeah. life, then
1: it changes from, oh my God, to, wow, that's really cool. You're really right. good at that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well,
0: that's great. Um, Was this something that you had set out to do or was something you've you've kind of fell into? I know, I mean, I know you guys said, well,
1: arts was something I think we all set out to do. Okay. But, and then I fell in love with fire and then sort of taught uh, my friends to spin fire as well. And we sort of just took off from there and looked at each other at one point and was like, we're really good. We should probably perform. You know, we like doing this, we like costumes. Why not?
2: Yeah, it started very slowly. You know, we would do one sort of thing for a friend's party and then we finally got our first gig and then we got our next one and next one. And it's just, you know, continually been building up and we've done some outreach, some local outreach, and we're starting to do more of that as well. So things are looking good and I feel like we're on an awesome path.
0: So what was your first gig?
2: Snowflakes. Snowflakes. (laughs) Snowflakes
1: was our first gig. (laughs) We got hired for an adult birthday party okay. um in the middle uh, I think the end of December okay uh in the snow oh, wow. so wow. we were we were snowflakes which we was, drove
2: in the snow to get there and yeah. it was half snowing half raining but it held off just long enough for, for us, us to, to perform. perform and
1: then the ride back was like the scariest experience but we've we ever were had. just so excited then, yeah
2: we were like on cloud nine yeah we were just happy to have you know been paid for our first yep. real gig and yep. things have just gone up from there but the excitement has never died we still are just as excited for each and every gig as the first Absolutely.
0: one. Oh, that's great and you could tell just by your upbeat and, and uh your upbeat personalities i find that fantastic that's one <laughs> of the biggest things you can go to a concert you can go to a sports event but if you and if you see the performers the the athletes not really having that smile on their face trying you know kind of go telephoning it in you can tell and that kind of ruins the experience but i could tell by you ladies you still enjoy it and you still get that that excitement that adrenaline flows and
2: absolutely oh yeah oh yeah
1: thank
2: you thank you very much
0: yeah no that's great so was it was it just you two for your first gig no, actually. We had a couple other people yep. with us. We had um, four
2: people. Four people were gig. with us. Yeah, um, we had some other you know, friends, peers with us. Here, hold on, I'm gonna take this. Sorry, one second.
0: No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I noticed that you were the, uh, Emily, I noticed that you were
2: yeah.
0: taking the video uh, at the birthday party that I saw you at. Are, were you a performer too, or did you guys switch off? Or are you kind of like the the coordinator, uh, putting it all together?
2: Yeah, so Allie and I, we both uh, do a a bulk of the performing. Um, We're both, you know, trained in the fire dancing, the LED. Um, But we both also co-direct the troupe. Um, We sort of run different aspects of things. Allie uh, deals more with the clients, and I deal a lot – with the social media aspect of things um, and sort of um, getting, you know, projects together and stuff. But we basically work together on everything. Um, So, for example, I um, came as the manager um, for the birthday party that we performed at uh, a couple weeks ago that you were at. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this past weekend I performed and Allie came as the manager to that gig. So we kind of flip flop. And like we said, um, we try to make it fair opportunities for everyone. So we really just, we spread, spread the love and share it out. We like to do both things. So,
0: so who was the other performer, uh, at the party that I was at?
2: Um, Shana was the other performer. She, um, She is new to the troupe this this past year um, when we did the regional burn. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: So what do you guys have coming down the pipeline in terms of, we know that you're going to be in the, you know, helping out the uh, assisted living center this weekend. Um, Yeah. But going forward, what other kinds of gigs do you have? I'm assuming that like, do you guys perform like fairs and stuff and
2: we do fairs and festivals um we had a wedding as well booked for the summer um but all of those things um got postponed um so we don't have really much on our plate coming up um but we are doing a lot of outreach um hopefully going to be working with um an entertainment company soon um like a rental entertainment company soon um just another opportunity for us to um, get our name out there. And you know, a lot of people don't know about what we do. They don't know about our performances um, and they never really know about it until they see it. So exactly. um, right. we're, um, you know, currently in the process of making some brochures. We got the new business cards that we handed out to you a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, and we're just doing some different like community outreach things to get our name out there a little bit more been tough through covid um typically we use uh the gig salad website yeah um but through these times it's just been difficult because not many people are having parties as they were as they used to be so um yeah just trying to find new avenues for um gigs and new opportunities
0: that's awesome i i surely hope that you know this uh pandemic kind of goes away fairly quickly um now, you mentioned, so your first gig was actually in December. Um, it was. So, how, you know, do you guys perform year-round,
1: or was that like a once-in-a-lifetime type of deal? Uh-huh. Nope, we do. We, re- we perform year-round. We also, we have a couple of great seamstresses in our trip as well. So, uh, you can spin fire in any fire-safe uh, fabric. So, leather, wool is really good for the winter, um, cotton, bamboo, hemp, any of those things. Okay. So we like to kind of just get fabric and then make costumes as we need them. Uh, it's kind of another fun, creative outlet that comes along with performing, which is cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I could, and, you know, just like any performance, I assume that a lot of work goes into something. It's not just, oh, let's get a song. Let's get a, an outfit and go. I assume, yeah. that, you know, the choreography, it's got to be tailor-made to every audience,
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get a gig, we start typically working on it almost immediately. So
0: how does it, how does like a a kid's birthday differ from an adult's birthday party?
1: Um, I mean, so it really depends on what they want. So we did, as you saw, like maybe we probably wouldn't do Moana Mm -hmm. as like an adult (laughs) birthday theme. Um, you know, we might do like a, a little bit of a different soundtrack to
2: it. We might do some, uh... I wouldn't want to say scarier props, but we might do some swords with, um, yeah. we have some, um, the stuff called splitter, which mm-hmm. creates a sparkler effect when you, um, smack two of the props together. So for oh. example, we do a, so Allie and I actually do a sword <laughs> fight act together um, which might be a little bit spookier, just a little bit, um, like we won't be doing that for, for the nursing kids, home or um, for children. Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of like maybe step it up a notch, do some crazier tricks that might not, um, appeal to the children so much. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, okay. Well, th- th- that's, that's, I would have loved to see that, uh, sword fight. <laughs> that, that must be awesome to watch in person.
1: It's a good one. It's actually, you can, you, you I think you have one of the videos of it okay. a
2: little bit, a couple all of clips of it.
0: All right. Yeah. The I'll
2: 4th of July. Yeah.
0: There and, and everything. Um, so, what are some of the things you're looking to expand into? Um, you got the fire, you got the LED. Are you looking to um, go into something else, or is that kind of what your forte is and you want to stick to what you're specialist at?
1: Um, we also do daytime hooping and silk fans. Uh, and character work. I mean, we had a great time being the Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, we've also developed, like, sprites characters. Um, we're hoping to expand in, into stilt walking a little bit as well. Okay. Um, a little bit, of, a little more circusy stuff in regards to that. Long-term, maybe aerial stuff as well, but that's a long, long way off.
0: I assume <laughs> that's got to have a specialized place. To oh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Aerial stunts. Absolutely. Um, have you guys ever done uh, like uh, a Renaissance fair or something like that, or was is that something that you would possibly looked into? In the future? I can hear you. Can you hear? Me? Oh, there Great. we go. We're back. We, so the okay. question
1: was: Have we ever done a Renaissance fair?
0: Yeah, or is that something you're, you know, you're interested in doing at one point?
1: It's funny that you say that. We sort of got together when we first started to want want to perform, and we didn't really know where to start. So we thought that we would. Um, Prefer audition for King Richard's Fair, actually. So we emailed a bunch of Renaissance Fairs, and King Richard's Fair gave us an audition. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't exactly work out. They wanted to do a trial run, and they wanted us to be there every single weekend. And at that time, a lot of the troop members were working as waitresses, so they really couldn't compensate us the way we were getting compensated working in the city as waitresses on the weekends. Um, Sometimes you have to pay the bills, unfortunately. Yeah, that Um, was when
2: we were first starting out. Um, And since then, to be honest, we've been so busy with other things that we haven't really had the opportunity to reach out to um, them again or reach out to any other ones. But that's definitely something we'd be interested in doing. Definitely up our alley. Um, Hopefully get into that uh, or get into one soon in the future.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Our... Do you have, um, I mean, I know uh, you, you do do uh, public um, uh, gigs and, and stuff that's open for the public. Um, are the, when you do, um, I would definitely like to come check another one out. Uh, one yeah, that's absolutely. A little bit more, um, little bit more uh, diverse than just the fire that you did, because I would love to see, you know, some of the LED as well. Uh, besides yeah, definitely. I have. Um, so... Besides the nursing, the, the assisted living center that you have coming up, uh, do you have any other public um, gigs coming down the pike, or is the majority of the bigger stuff been kind of canceled? It's really yeah, been,
1: canceled. been canceled. Everything's TBA, you know, um, and most of the stuff we've been doing right now has been private. Okay. Unfo- yeah, the definitely the last. Actually, all of the gigs of 2020 have been private. Today. Yeah. Right.
0: But that that's kind of where you're where the money is right now. Uh, yeah. At least with the covid era that we're in.
2: Yeah.
0: Um well we I do try
2: to Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say we do try to film um a majority of our performances if not the whole performance. Mm-hmm. Uh usually we like to bring a tripod and set it up and record the whole thing. So usually we do make a highlight reel video of um each performance kind of highlighting each of our favorite parts um, all you know made together no. um
0: Okay, folks, I am back with the ladies of the Firefly Flow uh, Troupe. We did get cut off uh, during our original interview, um, which we talked about uh, how they had gotten their gigs canceled because of weather before. uh, Uh, (laughs) That actually, you know, happened here. Her uh, tropical storm, Isaias or Isaiah or however they want to uh, pronounce it, came through and knocked out the power here in New Britain, Connecticut. So I lost all power. But the interview was saved, as you just saw. Um, So we're just here to kind of continue, conclude the interview and finish up. We didn't want to leave anything uh, untied. But uh, how was your weekend?
1: Uh, It was pretty good. Uh, I was on Cape, so that was kind of nice,
0: visiting some family. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, And Emily, how about you?
2: My weekend was good, too. Yeah, I just relaxed and um, hung out on the lake and... Soaked up some sun, that was a good time. <laughs> what about you? Uh,
0: I worked, <laughs> uh-huh. I work at a hotel and due to all of the, the electric uh, going out in Connecticut, we were swamped uh-huh. with uh, people from Eversource Energy coming in from uh, all over the region to uh, to send out Connecticut to restore power. And uh, yeah. as of now, there are still over 100,000 people without power in Connecticut.
2: Oh my God! That's gosh. horrible. That is terrible.
0: It really is, uh, but I, we want to at least come back and just kind of uh, go over some just closing stuff about your social media and uh, how people can get in contact with you, and um, so what social media are you on? I know you had mentioned that most of it is your personal pages. You really haven't gotten that group following yet, um, but what kind of uh, social media do you have?
2: So we have uh, an Instagram account and a Facebook account. So you can find our accounts by searching Firefly Flow Troop on both of those um, social medias. Um, and then we're also, um, you can contact us um, through email,
0: okay. which
2: is fireflyflowtroop at gmail.com. Our Instagram have a lot of, um, you know, videos and pictures and it's ways for our fans to stay up to date with what we're doing and, you know, what new things we have coming up, um, and then our, our email is sort of for people who want to reach out and find out more information about what types of performances we do or bookings, pricing questions, pricing questions. Yeah, yeah. And okay. we additionally
1: have a gig salad as well, where you can find some of our past performances.
0: That's gig salad. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll definitely have. To, I've never heard of that before, so I'll definitely have to look that up.
1: It's a booking website for performers. So, like, if you were looking to hire a musician or some a face painter for a kid's birthday party, a fire performer, mm-hmm. uh, really, that,
2: that's yeah. where you would go. Yep. Oh, oh Again, okay. Feed mat, I believe um, was we were booked for a Gala.
0: Yep. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I did have a couple more questions. One, at least one more question. Um, the LED performances that you do. Do those yep. have to be specifically done at night so you can see the lights? Because I know the fire you can do during the day,
1: obviously, but the LEDs. It's really a nighttime thing, yeah.
2: Yeah, the lights don't really come out um, in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Um, so the darker it is, the better. <laughs>
0: what would you say would be more popular right now for you, the LED or the fire?
1: Fire's always been more popular. Fire, yeah, it's a crowd pleaser for sure.
0: <laughs> okay but
1: leds are we typically offer as a great alternative if there's some sort of uh problem where you couldn't have a spin fire there are you know laws through the town and if you're doing it on public versus private property and stuff like that so it's a good way to sort of give a fun light up event and mm-hmm. add some flair uh without adding it's also a little bit cheaper in price to be honest because <laughs> really? okay. fire Yes, because fire spinning takes you need a safety. We use fuel to do it. The props need maintenance. There's a lot more that goes into a fire performance
0: oh, that than makes there sense.
1: with LED.
0: Okay. Um, have you been contracted for any um, high-profile or celebrity events yet?
1: Uh, not yet. No. <laughs> we are very ha- – we're, again, very new, and mm-hmm. we're very happy and comfortable right now as sort of a fun backyard event entertainment. And we haven't really moved to the level of corporate just yet.
2: We have been booked for weddings and things like that. Um, Yeah, but not not many um, high-profile or celebrity events. (laughs) Yeah, I would say probably the most
1: high-profile was Carnival weekend. Yeah, we did the Carnival Day for
2: Provincetown, so that that was that was very that was a lot of people, a lot of people. That was probably the biggest, you know, crowd that we've ever performed in front of. So I
1: think like a hundred thousand people flock to Provincetown for that weekend. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Wow, that, that's awesome. That, that, that would really build up your following a bit.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good. Um, well, I wanted to thank you ladies for coming on. I, I truly enjoyed the performance uh, that I saw and getting just to talk to you. You guys are definitely happy and upbeat. And uh, I, would thoroughly recommend anybody hiring you in this area uh, thank you so much
2: and thank you so much for having us on yeah we really appreciate it yeah
0: absolutely and um i will i have shared your business card on twitter i will definitely and i and you guys can share it on your facebook and social media platforms um
1: i think we already have yep
0: yep (laughs) very good very good um and i do have some friends of mine that i could have share as well so We're going to get your name out there. We're going to get your uh, business out there and try to help uh, get you get you ladies to the next level.
2: Thank you so much. much. You're very welcome.
0: Well, again, I'm speaking with Allie and Emily from the Firefly Flow Troop, uh, Fire and LED performers, uh, based out of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, But I want to thank you, ladies, for coming on. And uh, we'll uh, we'll check in momentary every so often and uh, sporadically Uh, and have you guys back on absolutely.
2: That sounds awesome thank you so much thank you so
0: much you are very welcome all right ladies and gentlemen uh welcome back uh i hope you enjoyed our two-part uh interview with the firefly flow troop um fire and led performers um it's been a long episode today i know thank you for watching thank you for listening uh and as you saw we did get cut off because of tropical storm Isaiah but I want to thank you all for watching and listening and next week we'll be back Uh, no interview as far as I know right now but again thank you my name is uh, Vinny Apostella. you can follow me on Twitter at the SWE follow me on um, follow sportswire on Twitter at sportswire audio and then you can go ahead and uh, subscribe here youtube.com slash sportswire SWE and then follow on anchor.fm slash Audio. Um, go to sportswireaudio.com email me sportswireaudio at gmail.com um, with any questions or whatever you want maybe requests for interviews that i could try to get but thank you all have a great day